Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Dylan, and he too has a podcast. His is called New Plan Life. And he is a Christian and he has a bunch of interesting things that he talks about on his podcast. And today we are talking about selling your soul. And believe it or not, a lot of people do it and they may not even realize they're doing it. So check out this episode. Super interesting. I hope you enjoy. God bless you. Hey guys, um, my name's Dylan from New Plan Life and uh, I have a podcast about becoming new and what it looks like to become a new creation as the Bible says. And um, I'm joining our sh- uh, this show today and I'm excited because the topic is about selling your soul. It sounds crazy deep, right? Um, but uh, I'm just here to talk about it, talk about scripture most importantly. So thank you again for having me on. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited to talk about this as well. Um, but can we talk about, so how long have you been a Christian for? I had a couple questions before we dived in. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sure. No, fine. Um, so I was saved around 16, 17. Um, it was funny. Uh, there's a place, uh, it's called Winter Jam, uh, where I am. And that's where I was saved. It was a big music concert. It was like, it's like $5 to get in and like, there was like 20 artists, I think, Christian artists. And then I kind of just saw the presence of God or feel the presence of God enter. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. And mm-hmm. that's when God just kind of, you know, flipped that switch and woke me up. It's great. And is that when you start playing music or did you play music before that? Um, yeah, that's actually when I did start playing music. Yeah, I started. Um, it's funny. The electricity went out one day at my house and there's nothing to do, you know, when the electricity goes out and there's a guitar sitting there and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna start playing this. So I played it and then all of a sudden electricity came back on and uh, I stopped playing video games. That's a miracle. And then I started playing the guitar. So that's when I started leading worship and stuff like that. Wow, that's really yep. cool. <laughs> the things that uh, God does for us or uh, right? shows Isn't us, right? <laughs> and okay, so and then that's when you became a Christian. Is that this music festival? Yep, that's it. Okay, very cool. All right, so yes, our topic today is selling our soul. And I found you, I think I found you in a Christian podcast Facebook group. And then I listened to your podcast and you did a podcast on selling your soul. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was great. So I actually didn't write about a bunch of questions about it. I actually just had a lot of things I wrote about. Um, so yeah, I think nowadays it's easy to sell your soul because people want, you know, they want to, have what their flesh wants. Um, they want to have success. They want to have money and it is scary living here and not knowing, um, if you're going to have a bunch of money, if you don't follow what God says and you think, Oh, this is going to, you know, cause me to not be so successful or not have the things I like or things I want. Um, yeah, that can be scary, but I think it's a little more scary to, a uh, lot, not live an eternal life to not make it into the kingdom of God or uh, kingdom <laughs> yeah, of heaven. I agree. Um, yeah. So yeah. What are your thoughts about this? What do you have to say about this? I know in your podcast, you talked about alcohol, pornography, self-loathing, drugs, sports, TV shows, and lust are all things that we could idolize, mm-hmm. which keeps us so, away from God. Yeah. So the podcast, I was really um, aiming towards this phrase that's I called, you can have it. 
And it's basically the scary part in life that a lot of us might even be walking in. And that's the scary thing is God will let you have it. If you choose this thing over him, he will abandon you to that desire because you so blatantly chosen this thing over him. So that's why I called you can have it because there are so many stories in the Bible. Um, there's David and Bathsheba, right? He's like, obviously chose Bathsheba and he loses the kingdom. And then he has to run from his son because he's like, you know what? You can have it. You can have her, but guess what? Now you're cursed and now you have to go through all this. There's Solomon. He chose uh, women and then he chose to worship other gods. And then God was like, you can have it. And then he got punished for it. There was the prodigal son. He came to his father and he's like, I wish you were dead. Just give me my money. And then his father's like, okay, you can have it. God's presence leaves him. And um, one that's really close to my heart is Judas and the money bag. Because Jesus knew that Judas was going to be corrupt with money. He knew he was going to worship wealth. And in my mind, I was like, why would we put Judas in charge that is literally going to God had to have made that decision. And I always think of the moment when Judas, when Jesus handed over the money bag to Judas, the, that moment meant so much to me is as he was handing over the money bag, Jesus's hand was right there. Salvation was that close. And Jesus dropped the money bag in his hand. His hand went away. And that was Jesus just saying, you can have it. I know what you've chosen. You've chosen this path of um, idolatry, basically. You've chosen this path of wealth, and uh, I'm going to let you have it. And that's scary <laughs> and because so we see it so many times in Scripture. And what that's doing is you're, you're choosing what's created over the creator. And that's when God's presence, uh, in Romans even, they, they were worshiping um, all these sexual desires. And then in Romans 124, it says, so God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. The first three were, uh, four, four words. So God abandoned them. That's scary. And that's New Testament. He, he's like, okay, you guys chose this. I'll see you later. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. And um, is if we choose those things, even right now, God's going to say you can have it. And that's not going to be the path you want to go down. Yeah. Especially since all those things, um, that we could potentially choose over God can be taken from us, whether it's yep. things you, you know, money, um, it comes and goes. And I think one thing is, uh, something you had mentioned is love. So when it comes to love mm. before I became a Christian, that is like what I like idolize. Like I had boyfriends that I just idolized them and I put them on a pedestal and then like we would break up I'd be heartbroken and obviously yeah. like heartbreak heartbreak is a thing but um it was almost more than that it was like like almost like I couldn't live without them and it's because uh -huh. I put them on such a high pedestal I thought of them as like a god until I found Jesus and I was like oh like that is not that's not love that's not how how it works like god gives us his love and like it can be a reflection like our love can be a reflection of his but we don't need to worship other humans. Um, so I think that's, uh, one that a lot of people get caught up in is, um, mm -hmm. thinking that all their happiness and everything, um, should be in love towards other people instead of 
to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've experienced that. No, that's no, definitely have experienced that. And that's another, I think for people like you and me, maybe not everyone, but I think it's much easier to put your faith and trust in people than other things. Cause I know some people they might struggle with, um, like cars and houses and yachts and, you know, all these possessions, but we have to remember even people are still what is created. It's still not the creator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, but it's so much easier to put in people because those are beings, right? And we find this false sense of love, kind of like what you said. And it's not, it's not agape. It's not unconditional. It's not the love that God has for us. And it's so easy to get trapped in that because that's, but that's a false love and we put it in the false, you know, trust. So, yeah, yeah. I actually um, was just studying the Bible for my next Bible study or in just, just for myself as well. But um, there was a part, the um, centurion, which is the commander of a century in the ancient Roman army. And it said, um, he said, he had said to them, I have servants, they come and they go and they listen to what I say. And God says, or Jesus says, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So he's saying like, you're a human and people will serve you and come back to you and listen to what you say, but they won't listen to me. Like I'm like, I've come here for the creator to talk to you guys, to uh, make you alive. And I can't even find that kind of faith here. Um, so it's, it's crazy. Even then when he was here, people mm-hmm. were still like, you know, questioning. <laughs> and whatnot. Their, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> doing what they great. want. <laughs> yeah. Just do what they want. So um, this is a great scripture in uh, reverence from what we're talking about. Galatians four, eight and nine says formerly when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those by nature that are not gods, but now you have come to know God or rather to be known by God. How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to become once more? And it asks it almost like a sarcastic question. And this is one of my favorite, like two words uh, in the, in the Bible is elementary principles. Cause what does that even mean? Like, and that's why I have my podcast is because like elementary principles, it means the old way we used to live. It's, it's, um, what we would call simple. It's so basic. It's, it has no depth. It's boring. It's you just filling your flesh. It's you doing whatever you want, but he's like, and we think about elementary schools when we hear elementary most of the time. And we're like, it's almost like a poke, right? He's kind of like, it's almost like we are that when we fall back into our simple ways and not acknowledging God and putting everything first, it's like, you know what he says, you can have it. (laughs) If that's what you want to give your soul to, you can have it. By the way, it's elementary and um, it's pretty childish, but if you want to go that way, I'm going to let you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, also, so something that it seems very mainstream lately, do you know anything about um, manifestation? Have you ever heard uh, anything Explain about it a little bit. So um, manifestation is visualize and desires and harness the power of your imagination to make it reality. And so a lot of people um, in like new age are doing uh, manifestation and people are starting to talk about why Christians, um, it's not a great idea to do it because it takes away from God being present. So I just thought it was really interesting because people are using manifestation to get what they want. So they're like 
thinking about things, visualizing things, writing about things. And then it makes it, um, it's basically a way to make it so you can get the things you want. Um, but it leaves God out. So I think that's kind of interesting is that's another way to get what you want without God being involved. And I think that's something that a lot of people do and they think it is harmless, but it actually, um, I think is pretty harmful from what I've read because it's, it's not including God. Um, Mm -hmm. And it says it's very clear in the Bible. I have some verses written down. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Um, Proverbs 16, 19. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, you made me think there's, there's a path, um, as scripture says, there's a path in front of all of us that seems right. And there are even multiple paths that we create on our own, but there's only one path that God actually has you to go down. And, um, uh, I always think about it like this. I think about someone in the middle of a forest and there are just so many paths in front of him that he can take. But the irony is, the path he's supposed to take is the one actually right behind him. It's like a 180. It's it's the opposite of what you think it is <laughs> because all the paths you want to take that might be in front of you, um, those are natural fleshly paths. Um, we, we, we follow things that we see around us, right? We're fleshly beings and we have to make sure that we don't pervert the thing that we want to chase after. Like we could pervert podcasting. We could pervert um, the love I have for cars. We could pervert so many things, but it's funny. The reason God gave you this love for something in your heart that you have a passion for is because he wants you to use it for his kingdom. And it's so easy to pervert it for our own will. And we carve our own paths. And that's when he kind of just lets the string go. And he's like, if you want to go that way, I'll let you go that way. I don't want you to go that way, um, but you can if you want. And obviously it's always bad for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also, so the paths, very interesting. So in the Bible, it clearly says like there's one narrow path um, to mm-hmm. be on. But I did read something the other day that kind of caught my eye. Um, it talked about how many paths can lead you to the path of Jesus. So there's like, <laughs> you know, people that are like, oh, like everyone's going to go to heaven no matter what what religion you are or whatever. Um, I worship this God and I'm still going to go to heaven, whatever. exist. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying that this path is not like the path we are on, the path of Jesus, God, Holy Spirit is not Mm -hmm. the path that they feel like they need to be on and they'll still go to the same place. But I read something that was talking about how uh, some people and and myself included, they have gone from uh, new age or they've gone from a different, like maybe they were, you know, I saw one example as they were uh, uh, experimenting with like, um, hallucinogenics and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. they had, they saw Jesus and then that's what brought them to this path. So I thought it was kind of interesting because I think a lot of people aren't just born into a Christian family. They're not automatically born into, they live this life. They may not know anything about being a Christian. I didn't. Um, and they went on a totally different path, but then it brought, it brought me to this path. Like I went from, I was, uh, 
didn't, I didn't even know I was in new age. I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> but I thought I was connected to God, but I was also doing all these things that were not Christian at all and did not say anything in the Bible. Uh, the Bible actually like condemned them. And then, mm-hmm. um, then over time, because I was doing those things, I started, following people online that were doing the same things. And then they started changing and I had family members and just slowly it brought me to this path. So I do think that's kind of interesting. Um, yes, there's only one path, but I think if you're not on this path, you can still be brought to this path. Yeah. To the path. Um, I was doing a podcast the other day, um, that I think is a really good way to visualize it is you got point a and point B and then the, the line straight there, it's actually a Bible story. So we'll relate it to that is um i called it wilderness wandering you remember when moses and israel and he was leading them out and basically god was like here go have this promised land and then they were like no we don't believe we can take it and in this case there was point a and point b god gave them a straight line to that land he's like go get it you can have it but then because of their faith and because they got distracted and they put start putting their faith in other things I was I was saying like if you were writing this out you'd be scribbling just a bunch of circles in the wilderness cuz they were law, they were there for 40 years just running around absolutely clueless because they had no faith they didn't know what they were doing with their life they had no faith in God that they were going to provide and but God gives you this path and you'll go all over the place <laughs> like in this life it's like I said just imagine a bunch of scribbling like you'll be all over the place but he can use so many things to shift you back on that right path, mm-hmm. which is a bless. I mean, honestly, it, it makes me feel good because I know that in our sinful flesh, he might say you can have it, but the hope is always to know that I can come back and he, I can always have him because of what Christ did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And also there are so many uh, testimonies you hear where people actually like hit rock bottom and that's when mm. Jesus saved them. So yeah. Yeah, there's so many paths to Jesus, but there's only one way to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, for sure. And then when you put your faith in other things, um, it's much harder to get there. And um, from 1 Peter 2.16, it says, God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, sorry, Colossians 1.13. And then it says, because of this, in 1 Peter 2.16, you are free from the domain of darkness but don't use your freedom as an excuse to sin live as slaves to god so when we're talking about selling our soul this is it there there's only two things you can sell your soul to it's either some sort of sin or it's god um that the forms of sin can come in millions and millions of ways there's actually a scripture that says um they invent new ways of sinning like okay great you invented new ways of sinning um but there's still you're still choosing one it's not new it's either in this category or this one and here he makes it obvious where we don't use our freedom as an excuse to sin and this is where a lot of people get a little lost i think is because People say, I'm not hurting anyone or I'm not like, um, it's like it's an innocent sin, you know, like being drunk maybe or pornography. Like I'm not hurting anyone with these sins, so it's okay. But my argument is this, self-indulgence is a sin. And when we, we joke about it, and I get it, I've joked about it, but when we joke about sitting in front of a TV screen and binging for eight hours, And when we joke about um, just basically wasting our life on social media and all of these other things, 
there's a scripture too that says um, the days are evil and dark. Be wise and make the best use of your time. And I think when we start doing these things and we joke about it, but it almost becomes mainstream and accepted. And this is not, this is self-indulgence, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's easy to say, well, I'm not murdering. I'm not stealing. It's like that, that doesn't matter when, when you sacrifice God's presence for self-indulgence, that's when his presence checks out because you have cultivated your heart for darkness. And as in John says, there is no darkness in him. And he won't dwell in darkness if you, and that's what the hard heartedness is, right? You, you almost, you're, you're going down the path of getting so hard hearted that you, you don't, you stop reading scripture, you stop praying, you stop hanging out with the people you should be hanging out with. And it says you're using your freedom as an excuse to sin. And as much as people believe, you know, uh, uh, all that free will, because we do have free will, but it gives you the answer right there. It says, live as slaves to God. That That's our purpose, whether we believe it or not. We're going to get all, like I said, scribbly all over the place. But um, in 2 Timothy 3, 2, it says, in the last days, people will be lovers of self. And if we willingly give our souls over to anything, that's, that's becoming a lover to self. Even if you think you're not harming someone, you're not being fully devoted to God. And you're, you're putting something in God's place. Like, so forever, for whoever's listening, what can you imagine your life? What can you not imagine your life not having? Like at the end of your life, what is that thing that you're saying? If I don't have this, I have to have it. Because I was having a conversation with a friend last night. And he said, you know, by the end of my life, I want to have that fleet of cars. And that kind of hurt because he's a Christian brother. And I was like, man, that's, that's not godly. (laughs) And you know, that's the scary part is because God will let you have that. I mean, he has a great job. He makes great money and everything, but um, God will let you have that, but it'll cost his presence. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like, like Roman said, God will abandon them um, because of that. So um, again, to everyone who's listening, make sure the answer to that is Jesus. (laughs) I have to have Jesus and that's it. Not this fleet of, not, not cars, not whatever it is to put in that place. Even for me and you people, um, we can easily put people in that category, but don't Jesus is the only thing that can fill that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for real. And um, also, as you say, uh, being like too much on our devices, uh, going on social media, like getting sucked into that rabbit hole. Um, I definitely am guilty of that. And I really think when I'm doing that, I'm like, this is like the enemy attacking. He wants you distracted. He wants you to be like, get sucked into scrolling on TikTok for an hour. You could be reading the Bible, but I'm going to like distract you. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I do, I catch myself doing that. And I'm like, sometimes I just take breaks from social media. I, like as much as I want to like, you know, share my podcast and stuff. I'm like, people will find it. I need a break because I need to, I need to pray. I need to study. I need to get the word out. Um, I can't be distracted like this. I can't, like, I know the enemy is just attacking. Like, I know what it yeah. is. Have you heard there's a saying, um, I'm probably going to uh, butcher this up, but it's something about um, the only thing that Satan needs to succeed is for good people to do nothing. And that's that's his plan, is if I can distract each and every Christian long enough, 
Satan knows that our life, like the Bible says, is like a morning dew. It's short. It's quick. It's fast. It goes. And if Satan can distract you long enough with social media and with these things, he's winning. Because <laughs> your life clock, it's ticking. <laughs> it's going away, right? And if he can distract you long enough, then you're basically giving that foothold away. Um, to Satan and saying, you can have me. <laughs> and that's, that's the, again, the opposite of what we want to do. So those things are so easy too. And do you know what muse means? Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. No. Yeah. So muse means to think. Oh, okay. And if yeah. you put a in front of it, it's a muse, which means to not think. <laughs> oh. So the very opposite, the stark opposite, kind of like Christ and Satan, stark opposites. Um, the, complete opposite is to amuse. So if we've become in a culture where everything is about amusement, and it's not even just social media, it's movies, it's Netflix, it's um, hanging out with friends, it's uh, whatever I can do to stifle my boredom, <laughs> basically, whatever I can do to um, make my life pleasurable in a fleshly way, which is also not good. But um, whatever we're doing, uh, Satan's winning in that category and we're just letting them have it. And that's why it's important to have these podcasts and conversations because we have to stand up and say, no, you can't have this. <laughs> like I'm going to make my life count while I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, yeah, I think it's so important not only for us, but also to share this word. So other people are like, open their eyes and like, Oh, okay. Like maybe I should be doing something a little more productive. Maybe I should Productive. read the Bible more. Maybe I should pray more. Maybe, you know, I should learn more about the word of God, you know, listen to more podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. maybe listen to some Christian music, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. It's, yeah. it's tricky because people think they have, um, their life, which mm -hmm. is a hard conversation because your life is not yours. It's, it's bought with a price. And when uh, the, the scripture actually combats this in first Corinthians 10, 23, it says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Haven't you heard that said a lot? It's kind of like, well, uh, uh, America, like I can do what I want. Like I can do whatever, you know, I have freedom. I, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm my, I can make my own choices. And it's like, that's a lie from the pits of hell that you, you, because at the beginning, right? In Genesis, he was saying, you can become like God. And that's exactly what we think is, oh, this is my life. I am God. What I say goes, I can react in a jerk. I can, I can beat this guy up because he cussed at me or whatever it is. And we become our own gods. And it says right there, you're, it's, it's quoting you almost in a sarcastic way. Like, I have the right to do anything. It's like, that might be something I say. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, um, before I became a Christian, that was like a thought of mine. It was like, well, like, who is God? Like all these questions. And then I'm like oh, we are our own gods, you know? And then now I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like <laughs> that was dangerous. That yeah. was dangerous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And in these, I hate when people think of Christianity as like a rule book and they think it's like all these rules and regulations. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's um, imagine a roller coaster. If you're getting on a roller coaster, um, yeah, sure. You you can go without your seatbelt. <laughs> That's a horrible idea, yeah. but like the roller coaster, you're on it, right? This is life. You are going on this roller coaster called life. It has an expiration. It has an ending, but God's 
guidance is the seatbelt. Like you're, you're taking a really big risk by getting on this roller coaster without any rules or restrictions or regulations. And that's sin. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you go down that path, okay, that's great. But God's like, you can still have fun on this roller coaster. I still created this life. It's great. Breeze running through my hair, smiling, screaming, having a great time with friends. Like there are so many things in this world that are wholesome and good like that. And then you still put the seatbelt on because you want to be safe and because you care about yourself. And that's all, that's all Christianity is. And that's all God is, is he's, uh, when he tells you this stuff, he's like, I'm just trying to have you list, live your best life. You're not going to have the best roller coaster ride without a seatbelt. <laughs> You're not going to live your best life without truth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, um, because of the mainstream, what people believe in stuff. Like I see a lot of like, uh, 2021, like this is the year of me. And I'm like, no, 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 this is the year of God. <laughs> <laughs> like I, and I see like so many people post like that, like, Oh, like I'm taking my life back. Like, I don't know. Like they just go on and on about how, how they want to be empowered, which I think is, yeah, sure. Like be empowered, but like do it for the glory of God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. There's a lot to spread a lot of, uh, word of God that we need to spread. Um, but something else, so you were talking about, you know, people get sucked into Netflix or TV, or, um, you had talked about on your podcast, we need a King. I listened to your episode called we need a King. And yeah. basically from what I got from it, you were saying, you're talking about politics and how, um, if people don't believe in God, then some may uh, glorify and worship the president, you know, because yeah. every, even in the Bible, it talks about like, basically, like, that's where I guess that's where it probably came from, because like so many places had some kind of king, and then they usually got jealous when Jesus came wanted to kill him or, uh, you know, um, or were jealous yeah. of God, if you were uh, praying to him, um, and they would even say like, you can't pray. Who was it? There was a story where he got sent to the lions because he was praying to God. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. I can't remember. Yeah. And, and, uh, what you were talking about just then was like, it's, it's, it's crazy to think at one point in history, our leader was actually God. Like in Israel, the chosen people, like God was our actual leader. And then everyone in that city was like, no, we want a king. And it's like, so so you want something worse than God? And then um, the prophet ended up coming to God. And he's like, they really want a king. And then that uh, perfect topic. Jesus said in that moment, you can have it. He gave them a king. And that's when Saul and the empire fell and he started getting into like talking to witches about and bringing people back from the like dark stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, the empire started to fall is because the people were like, I want this and nothing else. And then God's like, all right, you can have it. And then everything goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. And then we see it today, like with not to get political, but everything that happened yesterday and all this nuts, like crazy stuff. But and we see it again is people put so much of their meaning and heart and soul into politics and people. And that's never where it meant to be. Um, it's meant to be in God and the church. And it's crazy to see that we're, we're at this point where um, people almost become our idols. 
and that's what the church have, should be should have been doing this entire time but i think um the church has been so closed almost and not in the community like they should have been people are going to put their faith in something and if they're getting their money from the government um and things like that then our faith kind of moves in that direction and then we get very defensive when things start to change but um god never changes so that's great news <laughs> i know i love that so much like that is the most, one of the most refreshing things, I think, because people are, I think a lot of people are naturally just want to get better. They want to be their best selves. They, so they read self-help books and everything like that. And like the Bible doesn't change. It is consistent. Um, God doesn't change. He's consistent. You don't need to read. Like, I mean, I'm sure there are some self-help books that are good, but, um, you don't need to read, you know, a ton. I've read a ton before this. Yeah. I read a ton. And now I'm like, no, I'm just going to dive into the Bible. Like if I'm upset about something, <laughs> like, what does the Bible say about this? And you know, exactly. And yeah. So it's, it's, it's so refreshing too, because even mm. though, um, you, people think like, you know, like, like we said, people want to be in power and they want to do things on their own. It's the year of them or whatever it's so refreshing to say, you know what? I don't need to do this all my, all on my own. I can rely on God. Like if I'm having a hard time, I can pray. And if I need rest, like he's going to do his work while you rest, you know, it's yeah. never, you're never alone on this journey. And sometimes it can feel like that, but so many times I have prayed to God and I've asked him for signs and like, bam, like the next day there's like something and it's not like super specific, but you like know that it's a change. Like you feel a change in yourself and you were just struggling and you know, he's like speaking to you. So, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. To know, and to know his presence is always there. Cause when we walk into this new year and we're like, I'm going to make everything about me. It's like, well, that's exactly why we're having this conversation is because we don't need to think about ourselves. And God has this initial, God has this overall plan and we're either going to be in it or we're not. Mm -hmm. We can let something else take control of us and go in another direction but what a blessing it is to be a part of the the master plan from the beginning of time before we were even before the universe even existed he has this plan and god's like either you can walk in this or you can just give it up and basically waste your life into something completely me meaningless and for us it's exciting because like if we stay in his presence we know he's going to use us for his good um do, have you read ecclesiastes no i haven't not yet okay so no you're fine ecclesiastes you should oh okay i've been studying this it's been blowing my mind so it's basically the chapter about he's trying to find out the meaning to life that's it and he's got all the money and all the power to do it and he buys everything he can he gets all the wives he can he uh makes these beautiful fountains and you know he does literally everything you could imagine to give you joy and after every little thing he does, he says, that was useless. He's like, it's a chasing after the wind. Everything I just did has, it shows me nothing. It made me, it gave me a joy for like two seconds and it's gone. And I don't have this uh, eternal joy. In Ecclesiastes 2.1, it says, I said to myself, I should have fun. I should enjoy everything as much as I can, like the rest of the world. But then I learned that this is all useless and meaningless. And when he gets to the end of, end of the chapter, he says that God's given us all a lot, you know, things, area, where you live, land, house, mother, father, all those things. He's given us a lot. And he said, I, I found the meaning to life 
is to eat and drink and work and find enjoyment in the lot that God has given me. And that lot, I promise you, is not that TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> that's not your lot. <laughs> that's 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 from the world, right? And Jeremiah, um, I think it's 10.8. It actually says, it uses strong language here, right? It says, you are stupid and foolish because you worship a block of wood. <laughs> and I read that and I'm like, wow, yeah, they are kind of stupid. And now I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> we worship like a plastic TV screen or things like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. Okay. So they worship the block of wood, but now we wa- worship a phone. This is like, and I like to put it in even simple, more simple terms. Cause like, yeah, it's a phone, but it's really just like metal pieces and glass pieces and plastic. So that's what we're actually worshiping. Right. And uh, yeah, I just think about it in that way. It's like, wow, the things we choose to put in front of God is insane. Yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of brings me to what I talked to you about before we start recording is so when people are not um, worshiping God, they may find idols and other things or other people such as like celebrities. And if you Mm -hmm. look at celebrities, like there are, you know, they look like they have a great life. Some of them do, Uh, you know, they have their cars and their clothes and they can afford everything they want. Um, but you know, there are some that have committed suicide or said like, you know, this is like all this money is not all is not all that it's cracked up to be what people um, would love to think, you know, money buys happiness. Like, yeah, money can buy you things you want and can help you survive, but it's not going to give you, um, it's not going to give you life as God says that man cannot live on bread alone, um, Mm -hmm. that he needs to live with God as well. What were the exact words? I have it written down here, but, um, you're fine. No, uh, while you're finding that I was thinking of obviously the woman at the well, when we choose something Mm -hmm. that's lesser, um, than God, uh, here, let me circle back to that. I actually had a friend that was a Christian and he was, he was a Christ, like he was worship leading. He was all over it. And I heard one day that he denounced his faith and it blew my mind and I didn't understand it. And now he, now he uh, plays video games for a living. He's extremely vulgar and he's mean. And he, in John 666, yeah, I said it, 666. Um, it's the saddest Bible verse because that's when everyone turns away from Jesus. And then he looks at his disciples and he's like, are you going to leave me too? And then the best statement, it says, Lord, to whom else shall we go? Anything I turn to that's not Jesus Christ is worse. And that statement right there said it. He's like, where else do I go from here? And in my friend's case, it's like, okay, I'm going to go from Christ, the savior of my life, to video games. That's, that was his choice. Where do I go from here? To games. And there is, there is nothing higher than Christ himself. <laughs> so when we choose anything else and sell our soul to that, it's kind of like the woman at the well, like he's, he's like, you don't have to keep coming back to this thing. In his case, you have to keep coming back to the screen. You have to keep going back and over and over and over because it never satisfies. Mm-hmm. And then the woman at the well was like, uh, or Jesus with the woman was like, if you, if you believe in me, you'll have everlasting water. It's, it's a one-time trip because I died for you one time. So I will always fulfill you and I will always take care of you. 
And especially in these dark times, that's something to remember is that he always will take care of us. Um, there's a little story in First Kings about Elijah. And he says, Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself behind the brook of Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook fresh water, and I have commanded the ravens to see you there with bread. What? We worry about COVID and our and our government toppling over and all these things. And God sends a bird with bread and fresh water from a brook. <laughs> That's God. Like he's he provides for you no matter what. And if you sacrifice his presence for something worse, his presence isn't there. That's what hell is. Hell is literally an absence of God's presence. So when you choose anything lesser than God's presence, you're literally living hell on earth. Mm-hmm. These celebrities that choose, you know, drugs and fame and social media and whatever, uh, being the uh, perfect model on a magazine, whatever it is, they're literally living hell on earth because none of that is ever going to satisfy their soul ever. It's just mm-hmm. temporary. And it's never, ever going to satisfy that, that, that hole that Jesus is supposed to fill. It's a Jesus only spot. <laughs> Yeah. And, and also it makes me think that they probably have so much stuff. A lot of people probably have so much stuff because they weren't satisfied and they felt like they need to keep doing it and keep going and keep making more. And like, you know, every few thousand they get, they're like, Oh, I'm happy for a little bit. And then they need more. And like, so it's just like a terrible cycle and you get stuck in it. And, um, there are people that say like, um, that they've sold their, like the, they've sold their soul to the devil to get to where they are. Did I say that already on here? Or was that before? I no, think I think that was before. That was before. So we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, yeah. So even Satan says, so people may think it's like conspiracy theory or crazy. I've heard people say like, that's crazy. You can't actually believe that. But um, I do believe it because they're, first of all, a lot of celebrities, they will do signs with their hands or like different things like that, that are symbols of Satanism. And people have said like, you sell your soul to the devil to get everything you want here. And even it says right in the Bible, it says, um, again, the devil took him up on the exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fit fall down and worship me. And that is book of Matthew chapter four, verse eight and nine. So it says right in the Bible, like that is what people do. They sell their soul to the devil to get all that they want here. So I'm sure uh, many celebrities have done that. Now, granted, I'm not saying that if you have nice cars and have money and all this stuff that you are a devil worshiper or a you know, a Satan worshiper or whatever, because sometimes that's part of God's plan is to say, Hey, like, um, you follow me. Like sometimes there's people out there that follow him faithfully and they do get, um, you know, they have money and stuff. So it doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything. We have to really think like, where did this come from? Who am I worshiping? What am I worshiping? Are you idolizing other people? Are you idolizing, are you idolizing money? Cause, um, also, in the Bible, uh, Jesus, if you think about it, he basically was homeless. Um, 
And the son of man has no place to lay his head. Yes, I just read that in the Bible. I literally just read that before I came on here with you. Yeah, that's my study for today. Um, and I, I had to look it up because I didn't understand it. And so I looked it up and I found an article talking about it. And then it talk, kind of talks about how some of the people that followed him were wealthy, but they, um, they, it was okay that they were wealthy. It was fine because they weren't idolizing their money. They were idolizing God and Jesus. So you have to think if you are faithful, you're following God, you're following Jesus. Um, and then you get a lot of money. You have to remember where are you focusing? Where is your attention? Yeah, at? for sure. Because you can yeah. have the money. You don't need to idolize it though. Kind of thing. Yeah. And that makes me think, uh, what is it? It's, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God through a needle, a camel going through the eye of a needle you know, the top of a needle, that really small hole. It's like mm. trying to fit a camel through there. Like it's really hard to make, enter the kingdom because uh, that's such a big flaw for humanity um, is money. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the story of the talents, if you're trusted with little, you will trust you. No, if you're uh, faithful with little, he'll reward you with much or with little. And then if you're faithful with a lot, he'll reward you with a lot. It's kind of, you know, depending on how you handle it. But the, the story of the talents, right? is the one person couldn't be handled. Uh, the guy that had two, he doubled it. The guy that had five, he doubled it into 10. And uh, if he can trust you with five, then he will reward you. So it's not obviously a sin or bad to have a lot of things. It just means that you are very faithful and trustful um, to God. And he knows that you're going to use it for the right purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing to remember is like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have those. It's just that uh, he's entrusted you with a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just as we should trust him, you know, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's hard when you, uh, you do get caught between like money, like money things or whatever it is you need, whether it's money or something else and, um, trusting in God and saying like, I'm going to trust that he's going to provide for me, even though I can't see it right now. Um, so that is important. He's trusting us with what he gives us. We need to trust him that he's going to give us what we need. Yeah. Yeah. For us. I'm into that. And like you said about the celebrities and really anyone that's listening, I really want to um, hone in on this Bible verse in Matthew 16, 25 and 26. It says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And for these people that are listening, um, whatever that thing is that you're struggling with, um, giving up in place of God's presence, um, I just want to remind you of that as this verse is, if we try to hang on to our life and we try to fill our life with all these things that in the end are meaningless. And in 1 Corinthians, it says, everything we see right now, like wherever you're listening from, just take a quick look around you. Everything you see right now, it's dust. Everything you see is meaningless, except God. In 1 Corinthians 13, it says, everything will fade away and become dust, except love, and except God, and except his kingdom. So the things we have to be investing in is the things of God and is the things of the kingdom, because all of this is meaningless. Like I have so many things right now that could give me pleasure um, in in a fleshly way like this microphone, like uh, this guitar, like this coffee mug. Like there are so many things I can um, try to fill my life with to give me pleasure, but it's like 
it's all just us. <laughs> it's all meaningless without God. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you have to think about sometimes too, like, um, sometimes you don't even catch yourself doing it. Like sometimes I'll buy things and I'll be like, Oh, it's be, you know, I have a little more money. I can, I can buy this or that. It, it makes me happy. I feel like I need it. You know, maybe I don't, but you think about it, it's like, do you need it? Did you need it before? Did you need it before <laughs> you had the money? Cause before yeah. you had the money, uh, you didn't seem like you needed it or maybe, uh, you thought you needed it, but you were just fine with what you had. So that actually, uh, is kind of a good way to think about it. Um, it kind of makes you a little more secure in that. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking of, um, one more story, uh, the Lord, um, the Lord, uh, the story of Samson, um, very strong man in the old Testament. He was literally like lifting, like, you know, buildings and gates and all this stuff, uh, super strength. But, um, he chose a woman over God and his presence and um, it said that he tried to get out of the binding that she had. And it's another sad verse is he said he realized he couldn't get out of the binding because he didn't know the Lord left him. Oh. If you're trying to get out of something on your own strength, you're not going to. It's, it, God is the thing that's above you and stronger than you. And like, this was the strongest man in the Bible, physical strength. It doesn't matter how much strength you have. The problem is that we are fallen and sinful. If you dug yourself into the ditch, <laughs> you need someone else to help get you out. And that's God. That's God in this case. Is um, He says he, re he didn't realize the Lord left him. And that's why, uh, and after that, he was captured and he became a slave. He was already a slave because he, he was a slave to his lusts and to this girl. It's just a matter of what you're a slave to. And uh, even in the Old Testament, God was telling Moses to go to this place. And he was saying, you can have this place. Um, and But the, Moses said, if your present does go, doesn't go with us, I'm not going to go. And that's what we should say every single day. If your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going to go. Because anything I go to is absolutely useless without your presence, without you. It has no meaning. Life has no meaning without God's presence. Yeah. And that's a great lesson for, especially in 2021. I mean, come on, it's a new year. We got, it's not a new me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's God has never changed and he's always with you. And if you're going to walk into this new year, walk into this new year with God's presence, because that's what's going to give you meaning and purpose in this life. Everything else is useless. And um, like we said, you can't dig yourself out of this hole. <laughs> you need someone stronger, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, you have to think, what do you want to become a slave to? Because you can basically become a slave to God, you know, or do you something, you know, someone that cares for you, protects you, will help guide you, gives you knowledge, um, get, uh, eternal life, you know, brings you into the kingdom of God or kingdom, kingdom of heaven, or, um, do you want to become a slave to something that like will rust or as he says, it can rust or moths can take, um, can take care of, or, you know, can die or just yeah. won't be there forever. Yep. 
Yep. And the only thing that's eternal, obviously, um, depending on where it goes, obviously, but is our spirit. And that's um, another podcast I had. We went in super depth, but uh, depth, but it's easy to talk about because we are spiritual creatures. And the only way to recharge our battery, I, I called it my spiritual battery, but the only way to recharge our battery, um, if we are a spiritual creature is through spiritual things. It, it doesn't make sense to charge our spirit through fleshly things. It's not going to work. It, mm-hmm. That's not the way it was meant to work. Right. We, when God formed us in the beginning, he formed our body. He formed our frame. That's not us. That's just literally a frame standing there without a soul and a spirit. And then it says, God breathed life into you. And that was you. That spirit was you. <laughs> the, the person that's talking right now, this is a spirit. This is me that's making these decisions. Uh, what I look like is just my frame, right? The, the fleshly part of us has nothing to do with this life. His life is all about the spirit and our spirit, which makes sense because God's spirit resides in us, right? And we mm-hmm. have a spirit and that's the reason we've been given it is because he, his spirit helps us live this life in a way um, that tries to crucify our flesh and walk in a new way. And that's why here we are talking about a new plan life again is um, yeah, to become a new creation and say, I'm going to choose spiritual things rather than fleshly because I know anything else is just death. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We have been recording for like 45 minutes. Have we? Um, I, even- yeah, I think so. It's <laughs> a little look. after two. Okay. Um, yeah, this has gone really great. And I think this conversation has been great. And I really hope a lot of people listen or watch this uh, episode because I think it's really going to help people understand the importance of what they choose to worship, what they choose to idol. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, probably most people that are not Christian are probably idolizing money. Um, or if not money, if they don't have money, um, something else that has made it so they don't have money maybe, or, you know, drugs, alcohol, all these things that, um, are not going to get you anywhere in the long run. Um, yeah. So this is definitely, I think would be eye opening to a lot of people and Mm -hmm. where can people find you if they would like to? Yeah, for sure. So New Plan Life on Facebook and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, Yeah, I'm there every single day posting stuff. So um, come check me out. Okay, awesome. For sure. I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to Dylan and I talk today. And if you have not yet, check out my Etsy shop. It is at etsy.com slash shop slash create your earth life. Or you can go to createyourearthlife.com. Scroll down, click on merch, and it will bring you right there. I have different, um, I have a hat and a mug, a hat that says trust in God, a mug that says fueled by Jesus and tea, and some kids' clothes, adult clothes, all super cute stuff, sharing the word of God. All right, guys, I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.